Hello and welcome to episode 43 of Gaming Fix on this Saturday, October 27th. I'm your host, that's also a ghost, Andre Cole. Joining me live from Silent Hill, Alex Galinas. I had a really good poop this morning. Wow. Starting early. <laughs> yep, we're going there right away. That's not so horrifying, but uh, also our resident evil, Allison Saigan. Um, I'm trying to come up with a funny quip, but I can't again this week, so just a uh, funny quip. There we go. Mm. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, a nightmare on Fixed Street, Erica Hernandez. Yeah, I'm back. I'm alive. It's been like a whole month, I think, since the last time I've been on one of these, which is a lot for me. I'm sleeping. not Pat or Sam. That's me throwing shade at them. I've been sleeping time. so well without this nightmare on my mind. And oh, I'm glad to have you back. Oh, thank uh, you. I'm glad to we'll, be back. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what your opinions are this week to, before we determine that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we are also joined by a stranger from the side of the road, Dante Douglas. Hi, that's me. Yes. Andre found me on the just side hanging out. The, side of the Internet Highway. Side of the Internet Highway. That's me. That's uh, where I hang out. So he just came over and was like, do you have game opinions? And you're like, yes. <laughs> you guys want to talk about video games? You, you want me on that? <laughs> if, I know about video games. <laughs> That is basically what actually happened. So. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. I, I had been thinking about inviting Dante on the show, and then he reached out and said he was he was actually interested in being on the show. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that works out. Um, Dante, if you don't know, has bylines on Paste and Polygon and Waypoints, and has awesome. also been on the Waypoint uh, radio podcast once or twice. I think it was just on there once once okay that was kind of earlier this year yeah. you can go find that but uh this week he's on gaming fix he's really moving up in the world if you ask me i'm, re I'm really moving up i yeah. feel so unqualified now games would be like games are good <laughs> i was i was only on one episode and it was it was the recap podcast for mad max um mm -hmm. for the for the game mad max um so it was it wasn't even a real waypoint podcast. It was it was a waypoint one hundred and one. <laughs> it was a Monday or a Friday, wasn't it? So that counts. Maybe it was one. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, I had not played Mad Max, so I did not listen to that episode. But uh, Don, mm -hmm. uh, we'll we'll plug it at the end. But Dante is also editor in chief of Deorbital, which is mm -hmm. a quarterly games publication. Yeah, we're a quarterly games publication focused on like marginalized voices and underrepresented folks and new writers and that sort of thing. People who haven't got their name out there into games writing as much is who we try and focus on publishing. And our first quarterly is coming out this Monday, October 29th. Um, so that'll be fun. You can follow that at uh, twitter.com slash deorbital. Um, Very yeah. cool. That's what I do. You can, we'll plug that again at the end for those listening. But uh how about we talk about some games? Do it. Okay, Alex, did did you bring anything to share with the class? You know, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, for Dante, it would all be new, but for you guys, <laughs> you've heard about it. I just recently finished a move, so I haven't had much time for actual video mm -hmm. games. Uh, but the first thing I did was set up my PS4 and then plug that into the internet and play some more Call of Duty Black Ops 4. 
I thought you were going to say get a message that made you have to like reset your PS4. <laughs> no, I didn't get one of those. I was really hoping to, uh, but no, I did not. So yeah, I've been playing a bit of Call of Duty 4 with Cheska. Um, it's still, or Black Ops 4 rather, and it's a really good game. I don't have many complaints about it, but you've heard my opinions about it. Uh, more than playing games, I've actually been watching almost all of BoJack Horseman. So I don't know if you guys want to have yeah. a really quick BoJack yeah. Horseman talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a good show. I'm I'm about halfway through season four. I just uh, finished the episode with the Booty Academy, and I'm in. I'm like halfway through the episode where Carolyn's like cat daughter thing in the future is reflecting on her life. Oh, my oh, God. oh that's a good episode. Oh, <laughs> I I haven't I haven't finished it yet. So okay, yeah, I'm not gonna talk about it, but it's really good. I know. But now I want. Oh, oh <laughs> we just broke Alice. Alice. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a real good freeze frame. <laughs> that, but yo, Are that show, that show is really good. It's like I went in going like, oh, this is just going to be a dark comedy with kind of like silliness. But no, it's like a nuanced look at mental health. And did you, did you blast through three entire seasons like in a, a weekend or something? Like, no, in like over like two weeks. Oh, okay, okay. That's still pretty fast for Vojak Horseman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's good it's a heavy show and i'm super into it i'm i've heard season five is very good so i'm looking forward to getting there like i'm a big fan and i'm still kind of slowly working through season five because yeah. i can't watch it too quickly i i will say personally i really like season five but season four is i think the best season um in in my very tight ranking interesting i don't know if i could rank them but the uh you're not there yet, Alex, but the episode Time's Arrow might be my favorite mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. I yeah. feel like that's been referenced, though. It's The, the, phrase, an, up, right? the yeah. phrase has been referenced, but yeah. the episode is later. Okay. Yeah, the phrase has definitely been referenced. But yeah, no, I can wholly recommend Call of Duty Black Ops 4 as well as BoJack Horseman. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I have downloaded a couple of games that I'm going to get into, uh, including one that will be talked about a little, a little later spoilers, but it's a little game called Obradin. Yo. So, uh, I have not started it, but it is downloaded and it is ready and waiting. Cool. Cool. I want to get to that too. Uh, maybe to further prevent myself from downloading Red Dead, I will maybe download that instead. Uh, after I finish my game that I've been playing, but I'll get to that later. Uh, Allison, what have you decided to grace us with this week? So I was trying before my my the thing that I was trying to think up for a funny quip this week was uh, if I could find the perfect phrase for the ennui that you feel after finishing a Spider-Man campaign, because I feel like after finishing the like main story main game and now finishing the dlc at like after the end of both of those i just have to sit and think what do i do with the rest of my life <laughs> uh because um man those games that game is real good um so i <laughs> yes um if you if you haven't heard of it it's about a man who's also a spider uh it's his day to day life um no but it's uh so basically uh, this week, the first uh, DLC came out. Um, it's Black Cat focused, uh, so but it 
it's largely kind of more of the same of Spider-Man. So, I mean, if you love, if you like Spider-Man, then uh, it's, you know, you probably should be picking it up. Um, it just felt really good to get back into that world, which I don't know if I was necessarily anticipating since I played, I just, I kind of just marathoned the main campaign and did nothing but play that for a while. But the, uh, I, I feel like, I don't know, it's, it feels so weird to play another open world game that's not Spider-Man because I've also been trying to play some of um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and getting back to that after playing Spider-Man is like, why am I, why can't I swing across Greece? This is just not fun. <laughs> um, but but I, I think that the DLC was really solid in that it felt like it was a shorter of comics or like a kind of lower stakes story but still had interesting characterization um and it still had some interesting challenges that i think kind of it felt familiar to the stuff that we found in the campaign but it was um different enough that i it was it felt refreshing and it kind of made me wonder if there are going to be more challenges like that in the future um because it kind of required you to do different things than you were normally going to, at least in the in the first game, like a certain diff certain level of pr um, precision. There's some stealth involved, um, like more so than. Nope, oh, lost her again. Oh, there we go. Oh, sorry. Keep that uh, out for a minute. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it, it felt. It, it, I mean, it's 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 weird to say that it's more Spider-Man because that's obviously the case. But it ha but I feel like it it does a really good job of taking the elements of Spider-Man, but doing some different different enough things with it that make the DLC worthwhile. And I am very very highly anticipating the next round of DLC because this was this was good and it, it just felt really great to come back to, especially since. Uh, now I'm going back to Assassin's Creed Odyssey and going like, this game is so slow compared to Spider-Man. <laughs> um, yeah, and the other thing that I've been playing a little bit, I don't know if I have much to talk about with it so far, but I picked up uh, The World Ends With You for Switch. Uh, I never played it for DS, but I'd, I've heard about it for years. So. And you still won't have played it for DS because it's the iPhone version. <laughs> yeah, it... it, 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 it it's interesting because I, I I've heard I heard people say, oh, this is really great for Switch. And I'm like, OK, cool. They optimized it. But I'm playing it. It, it is almost exclusively controlled with the touchscreen. Um, and to, uh, or I haven't even tried this because it sounds kind of terrible. You can play it docked or um, with Joy-Cons detached, but you use the Joy-Cons as like pointers. Like yeah. it's like basically remote, <laughs> like it's on a touch screen. And that, that sounds like honestly the terrible, most terrible way to play it. Yeah. Um, so it's, it seems cool. It seems like, it seems very stylish and, um, and I'm interested to see where it goes. I, I, I haven't gotten super far with it. So um, it's still kind of, uh, I think doing a lot of the tutorializing, even though I'm, few hours in but yeah it, but the the con i do kind of wish that there is more of a you know i understand that there's going to be some changes between the ds version and the switch version because of the by value for only being one screen but it definitely does feel like 
oh yeah this is the phone version but it's on the switch which is kind of odd well as someone who plays their 3ds still allison is there like yes. is there a reason like is there a point at which you go you know what screw this i'm just gonna get the old version so i can play it how it was like originally intended i'm i might consider it we'll see um i mean considering i paid for the switch version i kind of want to play the switch version mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, it's not cheap like no i used it's like 50 bucks uh yeah. i played i paid uh i mean granted i used pretty much all of my switch gold currency to do it so i i got a decent chunk off for that but but yeah it's it's definitely not cheap so it it'd be kind of nice if it was it felt more optimized to switch and maybe it will be maybe i'll feel like that later but but i'm playing this and going oh this is basically just the phone version but uh blown up which is kind of a shame yeah, yeah. i was really excited for that but that was like me maybe i just kind of skip it uh the only version of that game i've played is the phone version um i never finished it but uh i did like it and actually you're kind of making me want to re-download it so i can finish it but um i I actually did like it on the phone but i don't have the comparison of the other versions to play with you know Mm -hmm. only had just the one screen Uh, going back to Spider-Man real quick. Yes. Um, so like, I, I really enjoyed Spider-Man. I think all of us here who played it enjoyed it. Um, I don't know what Dante's feelings on that game are, if he's played it or. Dante's feelings are that he doesn't have a PS4 and it's prevented him from playing a number of games this year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a bummer. I I see. Hmm. I Spider-Man looks extremely my shit. I'm kind of bummed yeah. I was not able to play that. So, uh, but so one of the complaints I had about it is like a lot of the side stuff. Uh, it was just kind of like, oh my god, it's all the same, or it's not like super great. So, does it feel like they had enough time? Like this DLC came out pretty quick, like just over a month and a half or so almost two months after the game came out does it feel like they had time to like actually take criticism and feedback from the base game and implement it into the stuff they put into the dlc or no i don't know if that i I don't know if i'd say that um i i didn't i didn't feel like the random crime stuff was quite as egregious as it was in the main game but Again, this is a lot shorter of an experience. So, like, in the main game, there were like, four different factions that had five crimes each. So you'd have, like, each district had, like, 20 random crimes. Whereas here, um, they had about... Uh, they had only one kind of faction. So you had... Not even for every district in Manhattan, like, maybe four districts that had five random crimes. So you had about 20. So it's, um, so it's still there. So if you've really hated those, then, um, you know, I, it's, it's not necessarily fixing it, but it doesn't feel quite as egregious. Um, they have actually added some new things for the random crimes, like the, the kind of standard, Oh, there are a bunch of these mafia guys here. Go beat them up. Like there's, that's still a thing, but then there's more kind of, 
there's what ones where you use the uh, spider bot. Like that's because that's mm. kind of more of a that's more of a known one. Um, and then there's more. And I feel it felt like there was a little bit of more variety because it was it, they were all different and they definitely did not have any references to Spider-Man going and uh, saying like, I love throwing drug dealers in prison. So, you know, I feel like maybe they did take some of that feedback. Um, (laughs) All those lines were cut from the game. (laughs) They they weren't in the DLC at all. So, you know, might be, might be there, but I, I I felt like there was, um, I don't know if they've really had time to do a lot of criticism, but I think that, since it's just smaller, it's, it's a lot more manageable. Mm, that sounds cool. I'll get to that someday. Maybe one the same time I get to BoJack Horseman when I'm, <laughs> when I'm dead and have time to do, do fucking nothing. Uh, but yeah, uh, your next on my list apparently is Dante. Okay. Um, alphabet, I guess. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure how you were sorting those. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I guess the, the games that I told Andre I would definitely talk about are Return of the Obra Dinn, which I finished last week. I won't like go into spoilers about it, but that game is very good. <laughs> um, uh, I, I heard it described by a couple people, I think, is basically like it's like murder Sudoku. And that's a good way of thinking about it, because like because, OK, the 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 actions of the game is that you're on, you get on this boat um you have this magical timepiece that whenever you see a corpse you can it'll like activate and then you hear the moments leading up to that person's death and then you see a like 3d freeze frame of the moment of their death Hmm. um and you also have this journal that has certain facts about everyone on the boat but not all the facts like for example it'll you'll always be able to know who you're looking at because it'll place them onto this like rendition of all the sailors on the boat, but you won't necessarily know their name or their role or things like that. And basically the game return of the Oberdin is about finding out how every single one of the 60, I think people on the boat died. Um, it's interesting. And you can, you can like mainline the game and get to the end point. I think by doing, uh, like a quarter to a half of all the deaths. But if you want the true end, you have to do all 60 deaths. Um, but because it, because it's basically like Sudoku, it's like the, the more that you find, the easier it gets because you start, you start like eliminating possibilities a lot quicker. Um, so yeah. And then the other thing that is worth talking about, about Oberdan is how freaking good it looks. Can I cuss on this podcast? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that <laughs> Um, hey, how, Erica's grandma listens. How gosh <laughs> darn good this game looks! Um, it's got this like it's got this like one bit art style that is obviously like if you look at screen caps of the game, it like reminds me. A lot of people have said like, oh, it looks like like a like a Macintosh '90s point and click game. <laughs> but what's so fucking buck wild about it is that it's not stills; it's full 3D and like somehow. I, I heard that the the developer who's uh, Lucas Pope, who you probably mostly know from Papers, Please, was his last game. And then he took five years and made this game. And 
most of the reason it took five years is because he wrote an entire shader system oh, for Unity just for this game, which makes sense because. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm yeah, looking at the stream right now and there's like a video of it up and it looks yeah, it's, amazing. It's, it's super nuts. Like, it, it's just like it's really it's hard to explain because. Unless you see it in 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 action, it's it's just really hard to do, uh, really hard to explain. But yeah, so looks gorgeous. I think that the overall mystery, because I mean, you're you're solving a mystery, right? You're like solving like who's who, how how the ship goes so bad. Um, the mystery itself, I think, is it's fine. It's not amazing. I'm not I'm not giving huge awards to it, but but definitely a lot of parts of the game, like moment to moment, are really 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 fascinating. Um, so yeah, I, I beat that in. I think about eight hours, which I hear is pretty standard for if you're doing a 100% run. It's not a it's not a very long game, honestly. Um, and if you wanted to just do the main line, you could probably finish it in like four hours. But my guess is after you finish the main line, you'd be like, wow, I don't know. I don't know what happened for half this thing because you won't know the story. Um, oh, so, yeah, OK, like, how many people yeah. do I have to find before I can start denying insurance claims? That's that's the real power. Okay, well, that's that's the interesting thing. I guess I didn't mention this, but like you're playing as like an insurance claims adjuster. That's that's the <laughs> is that the reason that you're finding out all these debts and like how they happen is because you're supposed to figure out how much money the insurance company has to pay out to these people who died. Um, and interestingly, you have no control over that. Like you, the game. I don't think this is a spoiler to say that you do figure out insurance claims you do the thing that you go on the boat to do uh but you have no control over that like your character just like fills out a form based on the things that you've that you've deduced like if you deduce that someone was crushed by a monster or like was crushed by falling rigging or was killed by a bullet or all that shit whatever all of that determines how much insurance payout happens um <laughs> That's incredibly disappointing from the creator of Papers, Please. I know. Okay, I have, yeah, I have actual thoughts about this game, which mostly revolve around the fact that I am a little bit disappointed that there isn't as much of, I feel like Papers, Please is this really brilliant critique of, like, violence without guns, so to speak. You know, like, it, it's about mm -hmm. violence of separation and borders and, like, all these other forms of violence that don't involve killing someone. Um, this game isn't that. It's a very good mystery um, and I guess you could argue there's some implicit criticism of that by the fact that you're an insurance claims adjuster, but I don't know. Um, so it's a good game. It's a good game, and I enjoy it a lot. Uh, the other game that I've been playing, not nearly as much of, but is that Call of Cthulhu game, uh, which is coming out next week. Um, I got a pre-release code, and I'm looking at it for a website, but um, for paste. And uh, it's good. It's not that good. You know what it really reminds me of is that game that came out earlier this year, Vam Vampire. Vampire. That, that game. I need to go back to that. That game's neat. It's neat. Vampire was a game that I really wanted to like, and it kept being bad <laughs> and making <laughs> me not like it, and it was frustrating. Okay, I don't... What, what weren't you liking about it? Well, okay. I think I think a lot of that game is really good. I think overall, I would still say it's a good game. But my biggest problem with Vampire was that it didn't uh, it didn't signal things well. And I hate making that criticism because 
it, that could be that Dante's just really dumb. And I just didn't pick up on the times that the game said that, oh, if you let this guy go, he's going to murder people. But that's what happened is that <laughs> the game I mean, was like, I don't, it just, I was just annoyed. <laughs> There's a lot of cool. That's, I don't know, that seems like a weird criticism. I, it didn't tell it me what the, what the outcome of the choice that was going well, to be. Well, yeah, I know. That's why I, think, that's why I think it is a weird <laughs> criticism. That's why I don't like making it. But like, uh-huh. there were, what it was is that like, if that happened once, I would have been like, oh, so the game's like kind of ambiguous. That's cool, whatever. Like, that's fine. But it happened straight up three times where the game was like, hey, m- you want to be merciful, right? Like you're, you don't want to just kill people just because you're a vampire. And then it like hammers home this idea that like everyone's capable of doing good. And like, you can always hope on people. And then if, as soon as you let people go, they're like, ah, psych, I killed everyone again. Fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, why would you tell me this then? I'm trying to play good. What are you doing? Uh, so I don't know. I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's a very cool, like, like lower budget trying to do the type of thing that bioware games do which i think is really cool like i like that idea um call of cthulhu feels very similar in that it is very clearly kind of low budget um but got some ideas going for it i I feel like i can't say too much yet because i'm not that far in it but it's got some ideas and the tone is very spooky which is good yeah Uh, so what what is the like kind what are you doing in that game oh yeah so so in call of cthulhu you're playing again a detective uh sort of like over i guess but like your detective it's the i want to say it's the early 1920s because it's it's right when prohibition has just started which okay. wasn't that the 20s i don't know i don't know I history the roaring 20s no they had alcohol the, the thirst the thirsty tens i don't know <laughs> what if they thirsty 30s i feel like it would be the thirsty 30s <laughs> i don't that, know. that was that was just everything was prohibited <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know that it's it set right at the beginning of prohibition and you know this because the game will tell you like 40 times like hey prohibition just started alcohol is illegal and basically you play a really bad detective who's been taking no cases because he's depressed because of the war and then um and then he gets a call from like his detective boss who's like hey you better start taking more cases because you're you gotta take those and then you get a case from this old man with a creepy painting uh and then he's like go find my daughter who's probably dead and then you go to this creepy island and then it's call of cthulhu stuff happens like tentacle people like the very the very 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 first like thing you see in the game is like this vignette of i guess someone who's not supposed to be your player character like he's like having some weird like out of body flashback to some other dude who confronts a tentacle man in some caverns and then the rest of the game is so far like kind of a adventure game in 3d type of thing like you gotta find a thing to open a door to blah 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 um i think at some point the game will jump jump me into some sort of spooky mansion but i'm not i'm not there yet um that sounds like it'll be extremely up pat's alley uh he's, (laughs) he's very he like he loves lovecraft and uh he was what was that game he was just playing that was like a sequel to him to mountains of madness or whatever 
I don't I know. Yeah. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. It was a secret to mountains of madness or whatever. And yeah. So he'll, he's really looking forward to call of Cthulhu and it sounds like it'll be right up his alley. Yeah. I, th- I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's got a lot of, I think it's got a lot of potential, honestly. Mm-hmm. Is Okay. Maybe I saw, is there like, I don't know. Is this the one with fish people in it at some point? Yes. Okay. I mean that I think I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this is based on not mountains of madness. Cause that's the one that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's it's based yeah. on the one about Innsmith. You go to a town called, I think you do go right. to a town is called Innsmith in the game Call of Cthulhu. I'm not positive. I, I think I heard someone talk about it from like E3 and they were talking about like, yeah. I think it might have been Austin Walker maybe. There is like a gold watch at some point. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I well, okay, well, what's, what's confusing is that there are two Call of Cthulhu games coming out very oh, in short order there's one called right. the sunken city which i'm not playing and then there's yeah right. and then there's called cthulhu which i am playing and i right. don't know the difference between those i think sunken city is mountains of madness i think that's that's specifically mm. what based on but i might be wrong i think it's based on the sunken city oh is that the name of a is that the name of a book i know that i know that mountains of madness is also, shout outs to shout outs to Ian Stewart because I know that you mentioned him in the last podcast. Um, our friend uh, from high school who wrote yeah. uh, about Lovecraft, and he's probably the only reason why I know anything about Lovecraft. He wrote um, a Lovecraft compilation play that he presented yeah. at in university. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I believe Mount. I thought Mountains of Madness is the one where they go to a spooky place and then they find a spooky city. Right. Mm, mm, Well, see, if it's a sunken city, it wouldn't be on a mountain. Right. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of the opposite of a sunken city. Yeah, it's it's a very high up city. (laughs) The other famous Lovecraft novel. (laughs) It's uh, the sequel to Get Out, where they go to the very high up place. (laughs) Very tall place. Okay, those are the games I've been playing. <laughs> uh, I actually have one more uh, Oberdin question. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that the game doesn't have the same level of social commentary that Papers, Please did. But is there any sort of um, kind of thing where it kind of reminds you of Papers, Please or just kind of like, oh, yeah, this is like, you know, his style. Or is it just so completely different that it's kind of hard to make any sort of comparison? I would say like the biggest actual like connective tissue between it and Papers, Please is that both Papers, Please and Oberdane are about pencil pushers who have to mm. deal with violence. Right. Because like that's what that's what the insurance agency is, is doing. And he has like a magical tool this time. But like it's still about like violence and like how that's recorded, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't I'm still kind of digesting my thoughts on it exactly, but I I felt a little disappointed that there wasn't more of a direct social commentary, especially when it's talking about the East India Company, which is like like right. it's, yeah, it's like it's not it's this isn't like a fake company at the game. It's like, oh, it's the literal East India Company trading to East India, um which has you know some weight historically um but i feel like it doesn't really go into that it doesn't really comment on things like race other than it has some interesting like mechanical things of like you know the um you know the nationalities of all the sailors on board 
Um, so when you hear like a, one of their like death moment things, you can like place people based on like what accent they have or what their names are or like what kind of people they're associated with, which is like interesting, but that's not really a commentary. That's just like a cool mechanical thing the game does. Um, uh, so based on is your disappointment from the fact that it's made by Lucas Pope and you expect like that kind of social commentary or does it seem like uh, based on what you're saying, maybe it seems like it could be there if they just kind of forego putting it, any of it in? You know, I was I've been struggling with this because, yeah, I think most of it is just because I loved Papers, Please, and I still think it's like one of the smartest games about borders that is maybe ever been made i don't i can't even think of other ones um but the other thing is i sort of realized this while i was playing it but because of the structure of the game where you only see death moments like you don't there's no time for the game to talk about things like relations between characters that doesn't center on the moment where someone dies and like that's just because of how the game's built. I wonder if there was like if the game for was built differently where it's like, oh, your magic watch can also see a time someone was just hanging out. Then like maybe they could use that time to like build this characters or like build these relationships within characters. But because of the way the game's built, like there, there's just not that there's no room for that, which is kind of a bummer. I mean, I can see why they would do it. It's already a pretty gargantuan effort to make 60 different deaths and yeah. like make them make chronological sense. But yeah, I don't know. Sure thing. Well, I look forward to getting to that eventually. But uh, for now, Erica is here to bless us with the good word of Jimin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so as a heads up, I could literally talk about this forever. So oh, stop no. me. <laughs> Please stop me <laughs> if like it gets to be too much. But oh my god, I had so much fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I went to see BTS um at City Field, which it was the first K-pop act to ever play a stadium in the US, which was pretty cool. Um I know like zero things about K-pop, but I know about BTS. So <laughs> <laughs> so I bought this really intense ring, which I took off my wedding ring to wear. <laughs> wow. That tells right. you anything. How did, it, how did Xavier feel about that? <laughs> he wore it he, at some point, too. He also got a little drunk to deal with what was going on around him. <laughs> so, like, it ended up being, like, him at the end of the night, um, like, when the, the last time he went to get a drink, which was towards the end of the concert, I was kind of able to tell him like, okay, this is like the end and I kind of know what's about to happen. So you might want to go grab one last drink and they <laughs> give him a really heavy pour because like, it's like him and like a bunch of dads, <laughs> like some moms, you know, <laughs> like they're just like blessing them at the bar essentially <laughs> because it's real loud there. Like, we were lucky enough to, like, I bought a ticket for just me to go because it was sold out and the scalpers were really crazy. And then City Field uh, released a few extra tickets in, like, the Porsche box suites, which ended up being cheaper for me to buy two Porsche box seats than for my one ticket <laughs> from earlier. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let me sell that one. I got my money back for it. It was fine. And then I, uh, 
and then I bought two of the Porsche seats. And so I guess those the way that those are set up is that there's kind of like a room behind you. Um, so I think it's kind of meant to be like if you you're at like a work function at City Field. So uh, when it got to be a little too loud for my husband, he went back there and like hung out in there um, and was drinking heavily. <laughs> so it's like because the screaming, it's just the screaming is on another level. It really is like jesus one of the one of the members showed his abs at some point jungkook he showed his abs at some point and i swear i heard that scream for like for days after like my ears did not feel normal <laughs> for a while and then my bias also jimin he showed he showed his abs too i was right i also screamed for that one <laughs> so <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but no the concert's really really good they put on an amazing show they really you can tell they work really really hard on it is you know it's a huge production um and yeah i was excited to be there i was excited to uh to to sing in horrible korean <laughs> like all the words i know <laughs> wait, and wait, all what, the fan what, chants i learned <laughs> wait what words do you know oh god uh <laughs> well, she said all food so what yeah, like the... <laughs> do you know tehamingu yeah. No, I don't know that. <laughs> that's, that's what they say at like sporting events for like Korea. That's their. Uh-huh. And then there's um, uh, no chugale. Yeah, I don't know that, that either. That's what you want to say when you first meet someone, and it basically means, "Do you want to die?" But very violently. Oh wow! <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, no, I didn't use any of that. Um, <laughs> it's mostly like like me and the girl, the, like the eighth graders that were sitting behind me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Where I kept screaming like Salanghe, which is I love you, um, and a bunch of finger hearts. Um, but yeah, it was really cute. Um, I, I learned way more fan chants than I needed to because I was like the only one doing them in my section. I was, I was genuinely wondering if it would be a lot of people doing them or not. So from my understanding is like the general admission area, like at the stage, they were doing them. But like my section was not. I was. I was screaming. <laughs> But, you gotta go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was like, I practiced so hard for them. I'm going to use them, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like 2015, I saw a, a J-pop concert where it was in conjunction with the convention Anime Expo. So, like, I was with a lot of, or surrounded like, by a lot of people who didn't know this group very well. And I'm like, I'm doing every fan chant. I am, like, <laughs> jumping up and down. So you guys better be ready. <laughs> like, I would say, like, some of their newer songs people were doing the fan chants for or you know some of the more popular ones too but uh even then it was mostly like the name chant which mm-hmm. I, I know i blessed our group chat with earlier <laughs> me just doing the name chant which is just their their full their full god-given names and <laughs> <laughs> you know in full korean um which is not it wasn't real easy to learn because you got to do them quick uh but yeah it's I had I had a lot of fun. I'm glad I went. I would go again the next time they're in America, and hopefully it's soon because those boys are going to go to the army real soon. I think. <laughs> like, didn't they, wait, didn't they just sign like a seven year contract? They did, but the way K-pop works is they expect you to have to go to the army because everybody has to go, so mm-hmm. they go around it, you know. But there was some talk of like them maybe getting an exemption. Like ex- yeah, or maybe yeah. there's are, do athletes get exemptions? I, I just read something about. Yeah, so people who like win awards in science or in classical music 
get exceptions. Oh. <laughs> so oh. if you if you play piano or violin, like you're good. <laughs> but they release like an album that is just classical music (laughs) like at least one of them knows how to play the piano actually two of them do definitely because one of them played piano for his song um his like solo song but uh they can all all sing though they can all just do like a like acapella they do like a trans-siberian orchestra (laughs) slash apocalyptica type (laughs) but like yeah so i don't know it was it it's one of those things where they're probably gonna write a law in but they're also saying like the members are saying like oh no we're gonna go in we're gonna go in we don't want special treatment but also i want them to have special treatment because i don't want to lose them like (laughs) i want new i want new bts music so i don't know but uh you know it seems like their tour went really well up until the end of their europe leg when you know there were some injuries and illnesses but I'm excited for them. Seems like they it was all around successful, and I had a lot of fun. Cool. Wait, yeah. how, how about Xavier? So, <laughs> did he have fun? So his like drunk ass walking home. Like, we were walking home. We we're walking to find our Uber, who couldn't stop like anywhere near the stadium. So we like walked probably about three quarters of a mile <laughs> to go find him. But um, so Xavier in his drunkenness just kept screaming j-hope really loud (laughs) 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 but uh, uh, oh my god you don't even know he was louder than the girls were around me Um, (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah it ended up being good he he i think the screaming was a little too aggressive for him um but when we got home like over the next few days after that, he watched some BTS bullshit videos with me on YouTube and he's got a bias now. So, you know, it's, it's working out. I think you're muted. I no. can hear you. Ah. I can hear you. Oh, you're back. Yep. I didn't hear it at all. Sorry. This is bias. Just bias because if not. Uh, Oh, and now she's cutting out. Allison's a robot. Okay. No, am I a robot? Okay, you're back. You're, you're back. back. You're back. All right. What'd you say? No, I was just asking if his bias was J Hope because they've been shouting J Hope. No, it's not J Hope. It's R M. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, used to be his formerly Rap Monster. I don't know how familiar you guys are with BTS, but Rap Monster is a great name, and I'm so sad he changed it. <laughs> it's the artist formerly known as a Rap Monster. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. And now he's RM, which now stands for Real Me, which is also great. <laughs> God, K-pop is so yeah. dumb. I love it. <laughs> it's real dumb. It's real dumb. He, he just, who is the one who just raps about a children, a Japanese children's cartoon character? That was J-Hope. He, oh, that was yeah, J-Hope. Okay, yeah. yeah no, my, he That's just raps is? about Ampan Man, who is a superhero who's who was a piece who was like a sweet bread. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they got a. They have a song called "Anpan Man," and then he also references it again in "Idol," which is like their hot song right now uh, with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, so right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he mentions "Anpan Man" again. He he just really likes "Anpan Man." It's okay, <laughs> but uh, I really like him. I really like BTS. They they put on a good show, and I feel way too old i'm older than the oldest member and that makes me feel really bad <laughs> no, I but, feel 
Yeah. You know, there's like the the moms who are really into One Direction. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that. I'm like the moms that are really into One Direction. I always knew it. That's that's what we all call you when you're not here, Erica, our One Direction mom. So, so you're not wrong. So Erica. Yes. You have seen our stream before. Yes. You know that the video I always use when we're talking about random bullshit happens to be Mario Party. It is. Yes. Apparently, I have new oh, footage you... that I should be adding to that, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, wow. Yeah. So the other game, well, the other game, the game I've been playing, because <laughs> I've been <laughs> on my PTS bullshit to play anything else. Um, I played uh, Super Mario Party. Um, that game is the best Mario Party but that's not a real high bar, you know, like, it's, it's not terrible. I enjoyed playing it. Very it's careful words. Yeah. yeah, that was very, that was very, like, it's not terrible. Like, those are very measured words that you yeah. use. Yeah, it was, it was like, it was I don't diplomatic. want to say, I don't want to say it's a great game, because it's not a great game. It really isn't. Uh, it's still Mario Party <laughs> at its core. In its heart, it's still a Mario Party. It's just a new one of those. Um, but they, they definitely do have a lot of quality of life improvements. Like um, the practice is the biggest one for me. Um, if you want to, did anybody talk about Mario Party when I wasn't on? I don't want to like, just, okay. I, I was going to ask while playing Mario Party. <laughs> I was going to ask, what is this podcast's general opinion on Mario Party as a game series? Are y'all more positive or negative? I have a lot of nostalgia for one specific one, um, Mario Party 5 from the GameCube, but that's pretty much it. Okay, I I generally don't like it, but I don't know what. I feel like it's a very divisive game series. Um, It's either you hate it or you think it's amazing. (laughs) Or you're Eric and you're like, it's the best one. (laughs) Or you have a a younger sibling, so you tolerate it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for me, I played that as a kid, so it's like, it still has that little sheen of like, oh, this is a thing I liked as a child, but I haven't had a chance to look back as critically on it. Having... Um, watched a lot of mario party in the last i don't know five years it, they're not good games nope. yeah the only one i really put in any real time into other than this one is the first one um which i played a lot as a child and had a lot more tolerance for mario party bullshit <laughs> is a lot of that <laughs> but this one has less bullshit still a lot of bullshit but less bullshit <laughs> it's, uh, yeah so yeah so like the the biggest one the biggest quality of life thing i would say is while you're waiting for everybody to say like okay i'm ready to start playing this mini game um you can practice and it's just right there on the screen you don't have to go into like a separate practice thing which was the case in previous mario parties as far as i understand um you have to like actually play a full practice run whereas this one you can just play while you're waiting for everybody else to say that they're ready and you know and it just gives you like a good idea a quick good idea of how to play whatever bullshit game they're going to make you play so the games themselves i would say are overall better but there's definitely still a lot of 
like Mario Party ness to them. <laughs> you know, like there's still a lot of like garbage games that are dumb and horrible and like it's like is this even a game sometimes <laughs> like there's one that i really don't like um where it's just like a reaction test like a like a just you know like just slap this thing like whenever they flash or something and then... yeah yeah i think like toad like puts up a sign or something mm -hmm. and you just like slap your button in front of you and i don't think those are good games um there's one that I did today. I played a round of it right before I got on here. But by a round, I mean 10 rounds of it. Uh, that There's one that I thought was actually pretty good where you just kind of have to select. The, like the screen is broken up into different sections and to try to like quickly guess which one is the largest one and you can't select one that somebody else already selected so it's also like about speed and i kind of like those types of games um the, the best one is called slapperazzi it's fantastic it's a great name and what you have to do is there are uh i forget which character it is is on the side taking pictures of you um is it but yeah there's a guy who comes up with a camera i don't remember which character it is um is it, he, is it cam camera what's who's the guy in mario 64 lucky um, with the camera the camera guy lucky it's oh. definitely not that because i don't i oh, recognize okay. it's, whoever it's it was, not, the, it's not the turtle guy in the cloud lucky i don't think so <laughs> but um i mean i might be wrong <laughs> but the you just have to try to be the most in the frame when he takes the picture and so you slap people out of the way in order to do that <laughs> and it's extremely fun and extremely charming and i really like that one a lot <laughs> but they still they still have the bullshit stars at the end too where like you get points for no reason at all or you you win even though you were in third place because you just landed on more of the coin spaces or you moved slowly <laughs> like that's that's an actual like bonus star you get is like whoever moves the slowest on the board so like it's just it's it's still mario party <laughs> but um yeah i don't know it's okay <laughs> It was fun to play in the car. I played it in the car a lot. Um, not while driving, obviously. In the so seat, if you were going to rate this game on a scale from one star to five star, with one being terrible and five being, yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Where do you think Super Mario Party would rest? Like as as a Mario Party game or as a game? <laughs> as, a, as a product you would recommend to a human being. An adult human being. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Important distinction. Because, <laughs> like, I think, I, like, it's like one of those things that it's really, it's, it's a cute game to play if you got a group of people around. I would say in that case, like, yeah, like this is a good one of those maybe four stars then. But if you're just playing alone in your house, like one you know <laughs> or like i was playing with my husband because we only have just the one set of, of uh joy cons and you need joy cons to play this game um so we just have like the one set so it's only you can only play two players for us and i i would say like it's fun the, it was fun the first time um after how, how inebriated were you when you played i i was not at all so <laughs> but yeah like it's it's okay it's okay it's not horrible, but I'm probably not going to put a ton more time into it 
Unless, it, unless I meet up with somebody else endorsement. who has another. <laughs> yeah. It's not horrible, I'm not trying to, to run out and buy this game. Please don't run out and buy this uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, would be, I, I would be interested to hear how that, like, putting the switches together thing yeah. works. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't yeah. have... I was thinking about, like, bringing it to, like, Thanksgiving this year, but I don't know if I have anybody in my family that has a Switch because I would be interested in, like, trying it out with, like, more people. There are a lot of games that feel like they would be good if I wasn't playing them with AI, you know, because they they force you to pick two other players. Um, but I, yeah, you find the right people. The AI is preferable sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> but yeah, I haven't really played around too much with the other modes. There's like a weird rafting mode that I did play. Um, which was just a lot about me and Xavier yelling at each other because we, apparently we don't know how to <laughs> row. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, you have to row on the left side if you want to turn that way. <laughs> it's, like, it's like us trying to explain to each other how boats work. <laughs> but yeah, it's like you, you, you like steer your boat through some bubbles so you can get more time and then it into like mini games and then it brings you out into these mini games and it's just the messed up thing about that mode is the boat down the river was a mini game (laughs) and then they gave the mini game its own mode and put mini games inside the mini game (laughs) there's also another thing that i'm not sure if i love it or i hate it yet um if you play a game where you have like players on a team like whether it's a two versus two or a three versus one if you're on the team if you're on a team that wins um they will count they'll like well they'll be like ready like go or whatever and then you have to like do like a i I don't know how to do this for a podcast like you have to do like a this motion (laughs) whatever that is a really terrible Um, fist pump yeah like kind of yeah like a sad almost like a uh, rosie the riveter type like almost (laughs) except closer to your chest yeah and (laughs) so you you have to do that like and if you time it well you get bonus coins i'm not sure how i feel about it yet i don't know if i think it's fun or if i think it's dumb (laughs) but yeah i don't know like do you get a bonus star if you do that the best the most times (laughs) they should they should make that a bonus star that would be a fun one (laughs) But, ah, God, it's still Mario Party. It really is. <laughs> well, there you have it. Mario Party, all st- party, super, superstar. Super Mario Party. Right? Super, super Mario, Mario Party. Party. It's still Mario Party. It's still Mario Party. It's the best one of those, though. Definitely. For sure. Okay. Wow. The least amount of bullshit, but still plenty of bullshit. <laughs> That sounds that sounds about right, honestly. <laughs> okay. Oh, glad glad to hear. That. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, my mom commented on the chat and said, "Sounds like a fun game." <laughs> no, mom, it's not. <laughs> that sounds like you need to buy a second set of Joy Cons and head on up to your parents. I feel like I feel like that's basically the ultimate like Mario Party review, which is like, "Is it fun?" No, but I keep playing it because it feels like it should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. how many have they fixed the problem where you just get repeat mini games like immediately? So, 
I every game I played of the of it so far, I haven't gotten any repeats until today. When I, right before I started playing this one, I got a repeat in that game, and I was very unhappy about it because I thought they okay. fixed it. And it turns out were there good. were there like five like question marks and one repeat and you got I think the there were like I think there were like two mm. question marks and mm. like yeah so like I okay. totally could have played a new game and instead they gave me one I played like mm-hmm. three minutes earlier oh <laughs> is, wow not even wow all right mm. that's an exaggeration it was like ten minutes earlier <laughs> it was still still if it was in like the same game that's ooh yeah is there a good Mario Party like game like i know there's fusion frenzy that people are kind of into and there was that bill pac-man gates favorite game pardon it's bill gates's favorite game yeah <laughs> yeah but like is there is there any one of these that is executed on the concept well what like the board game with mini games yeah uh fusion frenzy super doesn't hold up by the way like it's not I don't good doubt it. i don't i don't think I don't think so. I mean, I feel like, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of a board game with mini games because, I mean, if you widen the net, I feel like it's kind of similar in, in the party game sense where you, and there are plenty of good party games, but yep. none that are, have the same kind of format as. Maybe, I, maybe like this is like a weird example, but like, I, don't, I think the Yogg is good. Um, oh. It's not really the same thing, but it's like, it's kind of it, it's structurally similar. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're going around and you're each taking like a turn. But I, yeah, yeah, there are plenty of party games that are great and like fun yeah. to play. But Mario Party is not one of them. My mom commented in the chat again, said, "Sounds like it should be fun." You're right, mom. It should be fun, and it's not. <laughs> there we go. It's better. It's okay. It's okay. It's not. It's not not fun. It's okay. Or maybe you just you need to play with your mom to make it fun. Maybe that's yeah. the secret, and that that'll get the Nintendo. That's the only way to unlock the secret Nintendo seal of approval. On, play with your mom. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of moms, Danganronpa Three is a very fucking weird. <laughs> Good, good. I was wondering. I was wondering how you're going to tie that together. Uh, I just finished chapter five last night, so chapter four has like some mom stuff. So that's how I'm going to tie that in. Uh, Man, I, I guess I guess chapter five does t- no. Cha- yeah, no. Chapter four has mom stuff, uh, and I don't know how many chapters. I think there are probably six chapters. The other games had like six chapters. Yeah, the last um, chapter is really short really yeah. okay i mean the, yeah well, the, the last chapter is really short the last trial is like an hour and a half That's, that seems like all the trials are like an hour and a half it, it might be longer then because i remember the trial being way longer than the previous ones uh what i will say is oh my god the trials in this game are so much better than the previous games yes uh, can you can you explain like what the i i only played ding and rampa one and i mm-hmm. didn't finish it mm-hmm. what is what's different about three what, what's like the premise and shit uh you i mean it's the same kind of premise you're 16 high schoolers in a instead of being locked in a school building you're locked in like a dome uh and you can't get out but there's like a dormitory and like uh but each student has an ultimate lab 
Um, and that's where like, oh, this is like where like uh, one of the characters is the ultimate pianist. And in her lab is a grand piano and like a stereo and a bunch of classical music CDs. Uh, there's like the ultimate cosplay artist and her ha- her uh, lab has a bunch of like mannequins and like photos like studio sets to like take pictures on yeah. I, I like, like how you know. I like how the ultimate maid has like a bunch of mop buckets and vacuums and <laughs> Just a wall of um, washing machines. Yeah, oh, yeah. Everyone else, everyone else is just there to like do their thing. It's like now nah, you're here to work. You're here, we we yeah. brought you here to do work. So, so one of the like, uh, but they're not all open at the beginning. And so if one of the students dies, and their ultimate lab will remain closed uh, for like it will just it won't open ever. So you can't get in there. So. Would they just not be able to do laundry if the ultimate maid had died before her lab opens? <laughs> no one's clothes are washed. Sorry. Like, like they at least address it a little bit when like I don't think they talk about this in any of the previous games, but there's a moment where like you look in your closet and you're like, it's just all the same uniform. Yeah. <laughs> they just made a bunch of the same uniform for me. What the hell? Um so that's like uh, this game is like I think six years removed, five six years removed from the previous game, Danganronpa Two, and I think it like it shows a lot in the writing, like both in like the character stories. I think I talked about with two. I talked about there's a lot of like sexual abuse that is like in, written into the backstories of those characters, and it's just kind of like shrugged off like oh it's no big deal like isn't this like sexual abuse so kooky and crazy and like the way they handle it which is not great yeah Uh, but this game is a lot better about that it's like the characters aren't like don't have a ton of sexual trauma at least the ones i've talked to um there are certain characters have like they got some kinks but i can think i can think of one (laughs) they you know they work through it uh and it's like it's part it's it's like part of their character and not just like weird backstory um which is nice i guess nice is a strange way to describe it but it definitely feels like the writing is a lot more like socially conscious maybe or just not as like gross in this one and there are a lot of references to like there are timely references to like trump and just like what this is the year of the jets fuck the patriots and like just weird nonsensical things so weird yeah. like it's so it's, good like part of it is, i'm like wondering like how much is this the localization team and how much of this is the original like game and like there are certain things where like okay i could see like a trump reference being like in the original japanese because every time i've turned on a tv and it's been on news it's literally been trump on tv Jesus every fucking time i don't turn on the tv often but like is and like my tv is just set to like whatever the default news channel is but still every fucking time it's trump uh thanks nhk yeah i don't even know if it's nhk but yeah it's uh whatever news channel it is um yeah so let's see i'm trying to think of the characters in this one there's like the ultimate pianist the ultimate astronaut the ultimate child caregiver the ultimate child caregiver (laughs) The ultimate neo, or the ultimate Aikido master, who She's has created a neo Aikido, which is like a special, their own form of Aikido, 
and she is like I, she's like definitely lesbian but like she's like man-hating lesbian which is like kind of like eh it's funny at times but they i don't know maybe they could have done something different but all these characters are like supposed to be super crazy like interpretations of people yeah. maybe my favorite though is the ultimate magician who insists she is the ultimate mage <laughs> and she just, she, just she just constantly goes it's magic <laughs> <laughs> the delivery is always perfect too yeah it's like and she always threatens you with like threatens people with curses like uh i'm gonna curse you with my everything you buy will go on sale the next day curse <laughs> Uh, I think it's very uh, cute. I think my yeah. favorite from the whole series is how uh what's his name? Kokichi. He's the ultimate supreme leader. Yeah, is isn't it the ultimate supreme evil leader or is he just the ultimate supreme leader? I can't remember. But evil does come up. Yeah, he he is very evil. Uh but yeah, the ultimate supreme leader. <laughs> and these are all like high schoolers and it's all just very silly. Uh I think the overall story, the way this game has developed, um, has been, I think, much better than the first two games. Because the first two games are constantly alluding to, like, weird, mysterious things, but never giving you any answers. And they use, like, terrible, nondescriptive names or, or, like, overly descriptive names that don't actually tell you anything. Like, the most terrible, tragic event in human history like, is constantly referenced in, like, the first two games that's like not referenced at all or like anything like that like you keep you get like hints of things but if like you feel like you're learning things at the same pace i i just feel like it's paced better in the third one and so far like there have been some like the point i've gotten to up until chapter five there weren't any real ties into the previous games uh, whereas it, there were definitely like two, there were lots of ties into one, like going forward throughout the whole game. But uh, so it seems like you could play, dump, jump into three and like have a pretty good experience, even if you hadn't played those first two. I haven't done, I haven't finished the game yet. So maybe like the end from what Alex has said is buck wild. Alex and, and like, I are both smiling at each other. Right yeah, I'm really <laughs> looking forward to hearing what I, you say about it. I I am very, I'm looking forward to, I'm going to finish it today, I believe. Is it only six chapters? Yes. Okay. Some some fucking wild shit happened last night. Like, I stayed up late till like midnight because I really wanted to finish chapter five because chapter five is, wow. Uh, and chapter four was maybe the most like emotional and like bummed out I've been because of that game. Yes, because of- the person who died had every positive intention. <laughs> Yeah, the person who died, yeah, is, oh my god. It was that, so sad. Was, the, the character <laughs> should not, that, oh, god. But, yeah, people should maybe check out Danganronpa V3 if V2 and V1, even if, like, those games didn't grab you, I think, since it was not designed for the PSP or the PS Vita, it's, it's better, Um I That's think, available on PC. Or yeah, PC and PS4 and and Vita. Yeah, and Vita. Oh. But yeah. um, I think V3 is a really good entry point too. Like even mm-hmm. if you've never played the previous ones, mm-hmm. like Andre said, the only time it will really reference the old games is like the last chapter ish, mm-hmm. and you can and kind of look up a wiki to kind of get yeah. that context. 
yeah. Uh, like, and... because, yeah, I was sorry. No, go ahead. You can finish. You go. Oh, sorry, I was just wondering that because I've been vaguely kind of interested in picking up the series for a while now, but wasn't sure if I need. I absolutely had to play through the first one. Like I've heard people compare it to um, like Zero Escape, which I love, mm -hmm. which you absolutely one hundred percent need to play. Yep. From start to finish, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if these had the same level of. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, they're like thematic and like tropes to the series that if you go through like one, two and three, you'd be like, you'll recognize all the tropes and like that'll kind of you'll be able to kind of like read things going forward. I had some predictions uh, that were not correct. And I had some predictions that were like pretty, pretty close to correct, if not like 100 percent correct. So, yeah playing through the series gives you like it's a very different experience if you don't play the other games first but i think it'd be a just as valid experience playing it without the other games yeah, so Eric? one time um alex decided he wanted to talk about Dragon Ropa after you finished the third one and i was like just spoil the whole game for me i'm never gonna have time to play this like just tell me everything like i want to hear about it i want to hear about the story and he told me from one, <laughs> literally everything that happens in the entire series. <laughs> and then I went out and downloaded the first one because I want us to play it from the beginning. Like I, I'm going to say, knowing what I know about where that story ends up, you should probably play it from okay. the first one if you want to, like if you really care enough. But I will like I didn't get that far into the first one and I've put it down several times because it's a slow burn like it's. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, I'm, I probably will just because I do I do love that Zero Escape and I've heard people make big comparisons to Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney series, which is another series I love. So Yeah, there's a lot of that in there. Yeah. Dante there you like, had. Yeah, is it I okay, so like I said, I've only played like uh, I don't know, a couple of the trials, is that what they're called? Mm -hmm. Or like chapters mm -hmm. of the first one. And I thought it was interesting, but like I thought all the Danganronpas were like their own stories. I didn't know. Is it all like in the same like universe or like it's, or whatever? It's all there. I don't. So I don't know where. Okay. No. So three does take place after two. So they are sequential. Okay. Um, there are. Yeah. So they are all connected. Do they do they like do you think as far as like. I guess like this was the question just asked, but like, I don't know it. I. I assume they were kind of standalone in the sense that I could just pick up three and like this doesn't have anything to do materially with one, but does, does it? Or uh, it it does. I don't okay. like at least uh, like I don't know based on what Alex has said. Like I have not seen any like I mm, I don't want to say that, but uh, <laughs> like uh, there are you will see characters and stuff, and there will be references to the story of one mm -hmm. and two. Uh, it will talk about like oh the seventy eighth class killing game which is what happens in one. Gotcha. Uh, so that that is the events of one, and there will be like things that happen. You'll go to like you'll like find items or references to things from like one and two, and so that'll kind of give you and I and characters will be referenced and things like that from the previous games. Um, but a lot of what they're referencing is stuff that doesn't happen in any of the games it happens like between games and so okay. yeah there's that there is a demo for three on steam i believe 
which I think it introduces you to all the characters and has you do a trial that is not in the actual game. It has like, oh, that's I don't know. Cool. Yeah, it's like, I guess there's an oh, extra character neat. or something. And if you do that, then you get, I guess, like a special ability and some like extra mono coins. That's pretty cool. Actually. That's cool. Yeah. I love I love demos that are not in the game. That's the best mm-hmm. type of demo. Uh, or demos that carry over to the real game. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. That too. The Stanley Parable demo is really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think this might be getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but come game of the year time, we need to do an old game category because this is winning I, it. I, I, could, it? I could see. I thought the game came out this year and I was mad. Yeah, but, uh, yeah we uh, didn't. No, it <laughs> like, came out last year. I finished, oh, I finished well it. Dang. I finished it the weekend after we did our game of the year podcast. Oh, and I immediately no. said to everyone like, fuck, we missed out on the best story of the year. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, I I really look forward to whatever that is. Uh, there, mm, there. So I have a question I about. I have a question mm. about the third game. Um, when I was playing the first game, I played with a guide for the gifts, like the mm-hmm, gifts, because mm-hmm. that's yeah. really mm. annoying. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I felt like it was a big quality of life difference when I started playing with a guide for the game mm-hmm, and everything. Um, is that still a problem in the third one? Yep. I, I mean, it's, it's the same system. Okay, uh, it's like, oh, it's still pretty much there, the same thing. Just a different there's story. An added thing where like, if you have certain items, you'll get special scenes, I guess. I haven't had anything like it, but it's like, if you hold on to this, maybe something will happen. Yeah. Uh, those scenes like are actually very, really funny. Um, Wait, okay, do those happen in like the end of the game or like when do those happen? As long as the character is alive that is associated with that item, it can happen just like kind of between days. Hmm. Hmm. I don't I don't feel like I've gotten any of those. Is yeah. Is that like when they ask you to like go do things with them? I think it can be. I can't remember exactly, but like, yeah. oh, this person asked me to go train, and then like me and this character are going to go train with this person and do poses for three hours uh that one is that one is story related but they're similar to that yes okay um yeah they're like you know if you're playing this game you're there for the characters and if the characters don't do anything for you it's not really gonna it's gonna be hard to pull through to be fair but v3 has one character i really really despised (laughs) that was uh, that was the kind of edge lordy one uh Ooh. like the anthropologist the ultimate yeah. anthropologist yeah and that is maybe the most problematic character uh especially with, like, with where the story goes yeah that that like yeah that is probably ultimate anthropologist is maybe the most problematic character maybe in that entire series yeah <laughs> briefly explain why like if it doesn't uh it's uh deli- played resident Sorry. evil code veronica no, but I'm familiar with it. Why? Uh, I, mm, one of the more problematic, the, the most problematic character in that would point you in the direction of. Okay. Let's okay. just let's say there's, it's deliberately androgynous, mm. but the direction they take it is not the right direction. Ah, yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair. <laughs> I get what you're putting down. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's Japan. So there's some incest in there. Oh, oh, well, of course there is. Speaking of incest, the mono cubs, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. 
no. Yeah, that gets real weird. So throughout, we're going real deep on uh, Danganronpa, but finally, I've been waiting since January. Out of this fucking world. So okay, so in one and two, so in one, there's uh, Monokuma, and he is like the mascot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the black and white bear. He's super evil. So he's the mascot throughout that game. In two, they add a second mascot, Usami, who is like a rabbit and is who is supposed to be nice, but is like super sketchy the entire time. Uh, And then and like Monokuma's like, I'm your big brother. And then she's like, no, you're not. But then she keeps calling him big brother. And they've got like a very violent relationship where they're like Monokuma just beats the shit out of her, but they're stuffed animals slash robots. So, mm. you know, it's funny. Mm. But and then in three, they Monokuma is preempted by the Mono Cubs, who are there's five of them. One looks like he's from Kiss. <laughs> One a robot. I mean, they're all robots, but one is like made to look like a robot. One is a girl. One is like a ninja. And one is like, I don't know, his glasses. They're like up on the stream right now if anybody's trying to look at them. No, I definitely looked this up because I was very, I don't want spoilers, but at the same time, I wanted to know what these look like. (laughs) They are sure something. So like... In, in the previous games, like in the first game, you just have Monokuma like monologuing and being weird. And sometimes he'll like talk to himself or like, you know, say something. And then in two, you've got like, he's got Usami to play off of. And then suddenly in three, there are these five absurd characters who just want you to kill each other, who are just like bouncing off of each other with this frenetic, crazy energy yeah. that is. And they're, I don't. I don't know wh- who, why, what, why these exist. Uh, I I have really enjoyed pretty much all everything I have seen of them. Uh, they, they fucking go some places. Yeah, they're they're strange. <laughs> I think one of the one of the first lines that comes out of their mouth is the kiss looking one says, "I've got a rock hard rager," talking about <laughs> talking about his boner, of course. Cool. And, it's, <laughs> like, and that just sets the tone for the rest of it. It's very strange. Like, yeah, it's, oh man. Yeah. It's sometimes, like, you know, the, the robot's like very quiet and he just, he wants everyone to get along. But then like the other cubs bully him and the, the girl always pukes. And it's like, as, oh. as girls do well, it's because she, she doesn't like violence yeah she, oh. if she sees violence she's going and it's Anna it's you know there's like a Sorry, picture she goes, of what? just, what's that no, that's, more like, that's more like a murloc yeah, you know? uh, yeah, that's, yeah. and so you know her, her like still image because it's a visual novel so everyone's just still images with the image would just change it's just, just a waterfall of vomit out of her mouth gross but then, like, sometimes it's like, oh, wow, you saw, uh, oh, what's her name? Mono Fanny's rare blue vomit. They say that's a good omen. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> or like, oh, wow, her vomit's green. That means something bad is going to happen. <laughs> like a- after you find a body and you're like, what the? Yeah, something bad happened. <laughs> like, yep, that, that's kind of God. the name of the game here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think the trials... Uh, in this game 
back to like the gameplay stuff the trials in this game i think are a lot less esoteric and just weird like i i feel like a lot of the trials and the things they want you to put together in the previous games are approaching like old adventure game levels of like oh i gotta put like the chicken with the pulley mm-hmm. and yeah uh but i feel like that was alleviated a lot in this game or yeah. like i was able to like put a lot of stuff together myself even before like getting to the trial uh but then there's still like weird things where people reveal things and you're like oh shit okay i was totally off that's i think that's the thing i like the most about this game especially compared to the old games is that mm-hmm. It will subvert you quite a bit. You'll be like, I think I have an idea of what's going on. Nope. <laughs> Especially with the last trial you did where it's just like that one was actually extremely well put together. Yeah. Yeah. They, they and like they're constantly like creating expectations, subverting those expectations and then subverting that. Yeah. And until you're like, sometimes you're like going a full circle and you're just like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a good game. So Yeah. I look forward to getting back to that. And then maybe getting to return of the Oberdin. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone have anything else they'd like to talk about? Any spooky games you're playing or I don't know. Uh, Dante wants to talk about Deorbital for a minute. Uh, I was going to say as far as spooky games go, um, mm-hmm. I have been, I've been a vocal fan of this. There's like a, I believe they're Northern European, but it's a tiny little collective of game developers called Sock Pop. Um, S-O-K-P-O-P and they basically just make like one small game a month um, and their one for this month is this tiny little game where you play a mouse who wanders around a maze um, and you can leave messages via pooping for other players uh, <laughs> I'm interested that's yeah, very <laughs> dark souls <laughs> and then but the, the twist of course is that like the maze is the same for every player and it resets every day um so it's just like this cute little like it's not scary but it's definitely spooky little game where you're just like you're a little mouse and you find food and then you poop out food and, and then it, you can leave a message in your poop <laughs> all right i'm downloading that yeah it's, it's also like all their games are tiny like i think it's like three bucks or whatever to pick it up it's that's it's cool. it's worth checking out that was the that's like the only spooky game i've played this month other than i guess like call of cthulhu is but you know mm-hmm. um, yeah um, yeah so that was good. Uh, another one I have installed but haven't started is The Missing. J.J. Macfield oh, and the Island. Oh, yes. That's the, the Swearies. Swearies yeah. game. It's the yeah. White Owls game. Yeah. I'm, I've heard it compared to Limbo. And uh, Really? Is yeah. that the game where you like, like have to like lose your limbs and then like throw like your arm to solve a puzzle or something? I or is that a different know. game? I don't think so, but I don't know. No, I, t- I, I actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I don't would be surprised, I guess. But <laughs> That sounds very sweary, but uh, yeah, I'm not entirely uh, sure. I'm, I'm going in completely blind because I want to be blindsided by sweariness. Sure. Uh, I, just, I feel like that's... I what, think yeah, this I might think be it because... You can't die. It's kind of like Never Dead, but, but not... Because <laughs> I don't, I forgot that was a game until like a recent podcast mentioned Never Dead, and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. I'm trying to not buy Red Dead because I don't. I 
I don't have time. Yeah, it's sixty whole dollars too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've got money, but I have to study for this test in December. Oh. That says I can speak Japanese, which is a lie. <laughs> Listen, I was in Japan with you, and I heard you speak lots of Japanese. <laughs> I was I very impressed, Andre. I helped us order some. I, I helped us get some food, and then after that, everything was ordered via tablet. So <laughs> <laughs> it was just pictures. Uh, but, you know, I when it, when it comes down to it, I can I can make it work. But it's, it's the it's the reading and the kanji that's so. The oh kanji is hard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I I did a test. I they like I've got a practice test book. And, but the way they grade it, like the second, so I think if like there were 69 questions, nice. Nice. And like the reading and listening part I did and that like, but it's out of 120 points and like the questions are weighted, but I don't know how they're weighted. So even though like I did the practice test, I don't know what my like weighted score is. So I don't mm. know how I actually did. I think I did enough to pass. I think. And I, but I was just guessing on a lot of them. So I don't, I've got a month, just over a, a month and four days, three, five days. I don't know. December 2nd. Pray for me. You got this. Uh, is there anything anyone else would like to talk about? My bias cried. <laughs> what? Okay. I was very overwhelmed by the size of the crowd. I started to cry. It was very sweet. I almost cried too. Sweet, sweet boy. Uh, okay. Uh, what what can people look forward to in this coming I- uh, issue of Deorbital Dante? Oh yeah. Um. Uh. We have a lot of stuff coming up. I I think we've been like this is it's not like a big big secret, but we haven't been like talking about what articles are out there. Um. But yeah, we're gonna have six articles uh, coming up by some cool writers, and I'm very excited. We've been editing them for like the past week. Um, all of that stuff will show up on deorbital.media. That's our website. And then um, twitter.com slash deorbital is the Twitter account. Um, and it's we're calling it our autumn quarterly. It's not, unfortunately, it's not like we have like a bunch of articles about Halloween or pumpkins or something because that would be how I do it. But unfortunately, top 10, top ten pumpkins and video games now? Top 10 video game pumpkins. The answer is they're all from Costume Quest. That game rules. Um, yeah, Costume Quest. Fuck, I just play Costume Quest. Yeah, fuck. Anyway, um, yeah. Um, uh, it's been yeah, it's been a fun journey. We also are technically still running our um, our GoFundMe, uh, although we are funded for our first two quarterlies. Um, our GoFundMe is at GoFundMe.com/slash/deorbital-quarterly, um, so it's pretty simple. Uh, you can also, of course, find links to that on our various Twitters and websites and whatnot. Um, you can find me at Twitter.com/slash/videodante. That's V-I-D-E-O-D-A-N-T-E. Um, and I write a bunch of junk for websites, including the orbital, but mostly other websites, um, on the orbital. I just edit most of the time. <laughs> okay. Very yeah. cool. Thank you That's for joining great. us. Yeah, it was uh, super cool. Thanks for letting me yeah. show up. Um, <laughs> be happy to have you anytime as long as we're not six deep. Cause that just gets excessive. Yeah. You know? That's all you guys have a big yeah. roster. <laughs> for yeah. your fun. It's, been very, it's been a very long time since all six of us have been yes. on. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that's game of the game of the year approaches. Oh man, that's yeah. gonna be okay. I, I'm wondering how that's gonna go because last year it was like what six hours. 
Yeah, we're going to try multiple days this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we? oh, that's smart. Okay. We're going to try and we're gonna break it up. Do like yeah, a week I, of really, really ridiculous podcasts, basically. Because I was genuinely thinking about it the other day. I was like, wait, Sam stayed up how late for Game of the Year? <laughs> I think he went to bed at like 4 a.m. that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, try not to anger his missus too much this time. He's a newlywed. Can't do it. Uh, Alex. Sorry, Fiona, you a real one. <laughs> She listens to the podcast every day. Uh, <laughs> she wants to keep track of Sam's friends, make sure we're not saying anything bad about him. <laughs> I am that's definitely the, saying bad yeah. things about Sam. Good thing that's the first <laughs> thing that showed up on the stream today. <laughs> Alex, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me as a guest character in Soul Calibur 6, similar to Tubi. Um, <laughs> you know, you probably could make yourself in Soul Calibur 6, like no problem. Yeah. yeah, I I'm not a fighting game fan, but that that uh, character creator looks dang good, and I kind of want to. Oh, it looks very good. <laughs> it looks very fun. I I love the Kirby somebody made in it. Yes. It is it is terrifying, and I love it. Can you edit existing characters in that game with a custom character creator, like stock characters? Like, could you like add things onto two B? Probably. What would you add? <laughs> what would you possibly add to her? It's not what I would add. It's what um, perverts would add. Like I don't. I can't believe you have to ask. Like, come I'm on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't mess with perfection over here. Tubi's already in the game. What, what if? What if there was just a little bit more of Tubi? Like, I don't know. A slightly taller Tubi. And then, and then, <laughs> Yes, yes, that is exact. I'm going to go into that character creator, move the height slider up a one notch. You're like, there is perfection. Three V. Okay, yeah, that's. You find Alex in Soul Calibur 6, new DLC. Allison, where can people find you? <laughs> All right. Well, people can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And I'm still wishing that my Twitter username was a lot more manageable. Um, and I keep plugging my Twitch, but not streaming. So I'm going to have to stream sometime. Uh, it's at Happy Beeps here. And I, over the course of this podcast, I have... Uh, uh, bought and downloaded Return of the Overden on Steam, so maybe I'll stream that. <laughs> All right, good game, cool. Uh, where can people find your BTS thoughts, Erica? Um, I don't think I posted any. Probably a little on Facebook, but don't add me on Facebook. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter instead. Um, yeah, Twitter. I'm there sometimes. Uh, at Erica, spelled A I R E H C U H. I also suffer from the same thing as Allison, where you have to spell your username forever. I'm sorry, my cat is like yelling. <laughs> Hold on. That's, that's okay. I think we said at the beginning, if anyone has a problem with hearing a cat on this podcast, what are they doing, right? I but he know. screams, though. Like, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's fine. He's just, he he's very... He's screaming. Neat. 
He's just dramatic. <laughs> he's very dramatic. When he wants attention, he yells. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I can't help it. Um, anyway, you can also listen to my other podcast, Tempered Expectations, um, that I do with my husband. And Did you finally release those two episodes? I don't remember. <laughs> We definitely recorded two new episodes uh, about Mist 3 and what was the other one? That was remember. when you talked about like a month ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't remember what the other one was now, but we, yeah, we changed our <laughs> format and now we're not just talking about wrestling and video games anymore. We're just talking about like one specific, we're doing like a deep dive on either a video game or like a wrestling event or whatever we or care about that week. BTS. <laughs> I look forward to your coverage of WWE Crown Jewel. Oh week. God, no. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> your Hogan's going to be there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. WWE. Uh, okay. Well, well you Becky has a belt though. <laughs> Becky has a belt. Becky deserves that belt. She does. Uh, anyway. Uh, but she can't go to Crown Jewel. Yep, because she's a woman. <laughs> Saudi Arabia, everybody. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, my my Twitter is at Coolslaw, long despised by Dante, at C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. You recently resurfaced a tweet from when I changed my Twitter handle that says, I hate your new Twitter handle. I hate your new Twitter handle. I'm going to still use your old one. <laughs> would you change I it know. i don't know why you changed it <laughs> I, I, I don't know i was on the bus one day i'm like i'm gonna change my twitter handle and i changed like the two, some, one letter it was yeah. from coleslaw like my last name c-o-l-e to cool slaw oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't i don't know yeah i don't know why and, you know in the mind of a was 2009 i would have been like fifth 14, 15. We were probably like in sophomore year or something. Soph- yeah, I think it was sophomore year. Yeah. Uh, that was like back when I was using Twitter on my, my Razor. <laughs> 4404. Like, <laughs> yeah, texting to 4404. And then getting mentions like constantly, <laughs> like just straight to your phone. And then everyone's just tweeting in class. Oh, that was when Twitter was good. Twitter was good. When Twitter was all six of us in high school tweeting at each other. Yeah. Yeehaw. Exactly. Anyway. When Twitter was good. Yeah. Guys. I wasn't going to fucking end the world. Yes. Guys. Next week. I don't know what we're doing for this podcast because I'm going to be streaming for 24 hours. Mm. Uh, that's right. That's huh. can't. This podcast can just be part of your stream. Yeah. For the sake, Ooh, yeah. for the sake of charity and children, we are doing. Oh, I, yeah. I at least am doing extra life. I don't know who else a part of, on the mm-hmm. podcast um, is. I'm strongly would, considering it. I would join you. Uh, yeah, I would. Was, if you want to do some co-op and something or something, I don't know. We'll I, I, I feel like I would do it like a collaboration with people, but I don't know if I have 24 hours of me. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that is going to do it for this episode 43 of gaming fix uh everyone have a have a fun halloween absolutely don't don't do anything mean (laughs) unless it's to like bad people then you know do it you know listen listen to ween yeah (laughs) don't be mean listen to ween (laughs) podcast title right there yep happy halloween (laughs) (laughs) Uh, bye
Okay, okay goodbye, everyone. Thanks for joining Bye. us. Out there. We'll have you back. Yeah. Thanks, Dante. Thanks, Dante. Thanks, Dante. Thanks, Dante. Thanks Pat. Y'all later. Thanks.